Hey, hey, what's up, people? This is the Happy as Fuck podcast. I'm your host, Angie Jordan, and welcome to the How to Experience More Joy in Your Life series. This series is a five-part series that we're breaking down how exactly to go from stuck to happy as fuck and how to experience more joy in your life. So thank you for, so much for listening in. Oh my God, you guys, I'm so excited to be starting this series, um, How to Experience More Joy in Your Life. It is something I'm so passionate about, hence the reason why I became a coach and more specifically a happiness coach. I'm so I'm so excited. I am so pumped up. I love to talk about the subject of joy, happiness. I love to help people create more of that in their life. It is what I'm here to do. It is my purpose. Um, I love it all. So to kick off this series, we are going to talk about um, some joy killers. So we're going to first examine some of the things that um, kill our joy. So then we can, you know, kind of backtrack and talk about how we can overcome those things. So one of my favorite joy killers to talk about, and one of the things that is, um, something that holds so much of us back is anxiety. Um, I think it's like one of the, I don't know if it's the number one joy killer, but it definitely is the most prevalent. There are some other ones that are not as, that most people aren't aware of that can really kill your joy or can keep you from being, um, achieving like this state of, um, sheer joy in your life. But anxiety is one that people, uh, can identify easily and it can literally riddle you and keep you stagnant and keep you from um, doing so much in your life. It's crazy. Uh, so let's let's jump into it. Let's talk about anxiety. Let's talk about uh, how we can overcome it. Let's talk about it a little bit. I know that we've talked about it in previous podcasts about worry and how to kind of overcome worry and doubt, but we're going to kind of, um, if, if you've heard those before, it's okay. Stay tuned in to here because we're going to kind of explore some different angles about anxiety that I've never really touched on or talked about uh, before. So the first thing about anxiety and, um, you know, kind of getting past it or things that we can explore about it is one of the most important things that I've learned on my journey is the importance of giving yourself permission to feel. And it's no different with anxiety. You have to give yourself the permission to feel anxious. You have to acknowledge that it is real Everything that I always teach and everything that I always share, um, I will always tell you to honor your feelings, to acknowledge that it's real. This is not about and growing and growth and getting to a place where you can experience more joy is not about suppressing negative emotions. It's not about pushing things that are unpleasant to the side and focusing on things that are pleasant. It is about being able to feel the things that you feel and acknowledge that it's real and know that it is okay and know that you are safe. You are safe to feel. You are safe to 
be anxious. It's okay. You're, trust me when I tell you that you are not alone. Do not be afraid to feel your emotions. Do not be afraid. I know that I've talked about this before when it comes to depression, but feeling your emotions and being able to feel into the negative emotions, it helps you and it's actually, um, it's actually what can help you to feel into the positive emotions. So if you're able to feel into the negative emotions and allow yourself the space to do that, it will help you on the flip side to feel into more joy and happiness and excitement and love, that sort of thing. So you can't pick and choose what emotions you want to feel and what space you want to hold for what emotions. It is what it is. If you feel anxious, honor that anxious feeling and let it go. Like, it is, you're feeling it. it. Anxiety is a real thing, you guys. It's not about pretending that it's not real. So honor what you feel and give it space. And one thing I really love to do when it comes to anxiety is EFT, um, which EFT, if you don't know, is emotional freedom techniques. And um, one of the things that's so important in EFT, in that practice, is allowing yourself and making space for that feeling to hold the space for how you feel and for acknowledging how you feel and then accepting that if nothing ever changed and if you just feel that way, that you are worthy just the way that you are. And that is such a powerful place to be, especially when you are feeling anxious because anxiety can really snowball. You're anxious and then you're upset that you're anxious and then you're anxious that you're anxious and then it just snowballs bigger and bigger until you can't get out of bed or you can't do anything that day because you've allowed this to sort of take over in your life. So the next, so the first thing is give yourself permission, hold space for that feeling. It's totally fine. Hold space for that anxiety, acknowledge it, honor it. It's okay. The second thing is you have to give up your judgment of yourself. So we are, 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 we are our harshest critics. We judge ourselves every day. We judge ourselves from the moment that we wake up. Maybe we woke up a little bit later than we should. Maybe we woke up and we don't feel as good as we should because we didn't get enough sleep. So we judge ourselves on our, you know, sleeping habits. We judge ourselves because we didn't get up and run. We judge ourselves because we drank too much wine. And so now we feel a little groggy. We judge ourselves. Like we just, we wake up judging ourselves. We judge how we look. First thing we do, we look in the mirror and we say, oh, these bags around my eyes or, you know, I look, you know, my eyes are black around my eyes and, you know, I look tired or whatever. So we're constantly judging ourselves and the judgment that we place on ourselves is another source of how we get ourselves to feel anxious and anxiety. So we're constantly measuring our worthiness by what we have accomplished or what we feel like we should have by now or what we thought that our life would look like by now. So when you're judging yourself, it creates shame and shame makes us want to hide and keep us small. And we can't experience the sheer joy and shame at the same time. So while we're judging ourselves, we we usually... The, the nature of a judgment is, is a comparison. So the nature of judgment is comparison. So when you 
judge yourself or when you, sometimes it's a little bit harder to, to know when you're judging yourself and you can kind of see it more when you're judging other people. So the basis of a judgment of another person is maybe this person looks a certain way or acts a certain way. And the reason that you are judging them is because you are, are comparing what they are to what you think they should be or what you, how they act to how you think they should act. So it's really um, the basis of judgment is comparison. And so when you create that comparison and that judgment within your yourself, you're saying um, you're saying that you're not where you should be. You are comparing where you are to where you should be. And comparison, you guys, is the thief of joy like nothing else. And what that does is that creates a feeling of being anxious and having anxiety because you then start to try to um, piece together what you can do to get you from where you are, the place that you're judging yourself for, and where you, this idea or this picture of where you want to be that you're not. So that creates the anxiety. So that's, it's always the space between where you are and where you want to be that there's frustration and anxiety right in there. And so when we judge ourselves and we compare ourselves to, to a different place or where we think that we, um, you know, should be, that's when we create that we create more anxiety, we create frustration in our lives. So we have to let go of our judgments of ourselves. And the more, this is a practice like um, when I, a long time ago, when I was coming out of a depression, one of the things that I started to practice was thinking about what I was thinking about. And for me, this was such a huge undertaking. It was such a huge undertaking to think about what I was thinking about. I had never thought of this concept before. And this is still true today, you guys. If you take a minute and you're and and you sort of document or you pay attention to what you're thinking about, I can tell you that you will discover what triggers your anxiety and what what you can do and how you can replace those negative thoughts with positive affirmations and mantras and things that will, you know, create new stories for yourself, but you have to pay attention. And that's the same thing with judgment is you have to start paying attention to these stories that you tell yourself, to these things that you create in your mind, to the ways that you judge yourself, because a lot of ways you're not aware that you're doing this. And when you're not aware, you can't change that behavior. So I guarantee that you, that judgment is, and you, cause you might be sitting here thinking, um, I know this was true for me. You might be sitting here thinking, oh, I don't, this is not, I don't judge people. Like I'm non-judgmental. And for me, that, that was my story. That was my truth. I did not think that I judged people or that I judged myself. And maybe I knew that I judged myself a little bit, but I did not think that I judge people. I'm the type of person who's like, oh, that's their life. They can do what they want. You know, I'm super liberal. I'm super, you know, everybody, you can do whatever you want with your life and I can respect and honor that and that's not my problem. 
So I'm not judgy, you know, doing the air quotes. When the reality is, is we're constantly, constantly judging. And so I uh, implore you to, you know, go through a day where you are writing down or you are really thinking about what you're thinking about. And the more you get comfortable, the more you, um, you know, you may be surprised at what's going through your mind all day, but you have to stop. You have to think about what you're thinking about. If you are ever going to identify identify those things and change those things. So judgment, we have to give it up and we have to give up our judgment of our judgment. Uh, so when I started going on my judgment journey, where I started recognizing where I would judge people or I'd judge myself for something, I realized that I would then judge myself for being judgy. So first of all, I'm judging someone or I'm judging how this person is raising their kids or what this person is doing wrong with, you know, X, Y, Z, or I'm judging this person in their relationship. I'm judging this person in how they eat or their diet or how they treat themselves or you know, in just small things. And then once I catch myself, because I'm paying attention to what I'm thinking about, I judge myself immediately for being judgy. So you have to let that go. You have to let go of judgment of yourself and then judgment of yourself for being judgy. Okay. So you got to let go of the judgment. You have to recognize it, understand it. It, it feeds into, um, your anxiety as well, because it feeds into that like comparison beast. And we have to let that go and move past that comparison beast. So the next thing, so you have to give yourself permission to feel that way, to feel your anxiety. You have to give up your judgment. And the next thing is you have to let go of your control. Your anxiety comes largely from your need to control everything. If you are going to move to a place where you can feel unrelenting joy, you can be happy for who you are, the way you are today, right now, you have to let go of your control. This is why I'm so committed to my spiritual and energetic practices, because letting go of control is hard and you have to be familiar and understand who you're letting go of control too. So you have to understand what is in control. You have to understand that the spiritual principles, you have to understand that the spirit is what creates your physical world. You have to understand what you're surrendering to and what's taking over the control in order for you to let go of the control. If you're still living your life under the premise of you are in control and you create everything that happens to you. And you do, you do, don't get me wrong. You do, but it is through divine guidance that you do. And if you don't understand that principle and you don't live by that premise, you will never, you will never, I'm sorry, I'm going to say never, you will never experience the type of joy and the type of freedom and the type of love and the clarity and purpose. You will never experience those things to the fullest if you always are in control. And if you don't have a connection and a spirit, a, a spirit side and a relationship to God, a relationship with the universe, um, if, if you're not connected to love, to source, you will never experience it. 
because you will always be and as a human being we are we always fall short we are so imperfect we're imperfect we we do things wrong we fuck it up we mess up all the time and that is why it is so important that we not we don't need to be in the driver's seat all the time Our job is to listen. Our job is to connect. Our job is to listen and then take aligned action, not just action. We we don't want to just take action. We want to take the right action to get us where we're going. So if you are not, and this is why, like I said, this is why I'm so committed to my spiritual and energetic practices, because it's not an easy thing to let go of control. It, it, it especially if you are in your you know late thirties and you're just um, awakening or becoming awakened to your spiritual side. You've been controlling your whole life, and so to to sort of switch this and be able to trust and let go of control is not an easy thing. So the more you stay connected to the universe, the more you practice staying connected and mindful. Um, that is what's going to be key to helping you to get rid of that, to, to let go of that control. When you are trying to be in control, that also feeds into your anxiety because it feeds into your expectation of trying to achieve a certain thing or, you know, whatever it is, you're trying to control the outcomes as opposed to just listening and taking the aligned action. And the outcomes are what's supposed to happen because that's what we trust and we know. So that is why you have to practice. That is why you have to, you can't do it on your own. You have to practice. Um, and, and, and you can do it. You are amazing and you are awesome and you can do all those things, but it's through spirit. It's through love. It's not on your own. It's not something that your ego can create. And you have to be able to understand that and really let go of the control. Um, and, and that will help to subside in a huge way, the anxiety that you feel all the time, because a lot of what we feel is because we are trying to control the situation when in truth we can. And our goal is to experience this joy. So if we're experiencing this joy, these are the things that we must do. So you can do whatever you want to do in your life, but if you want to experience the joy, these are the things that you must do. The next thing you need to do is you need to take aligned action, which we just kind of talked about, and trust your intuition. So you have to trust. So to some of you, I know you're probably having anxiety even over thinking about letting go of control and trusting and essentially having faith because faith is really what that is. Faith is what we're talking about. And you're having anxiety. You're not familiar. You are not comfortable because you have not developed these practices and you don't understand, um, you know, how to listen to your, your guides and, and that's okay. That's okay. That's, that's totally okay. But this is why you have to develop the practice. This is why you drop into meditation and prayer. This is why you practice being still and listening and getting clear on what it is that you need to do. Because the more you practice, the better you will become. And I love the word practice. I love the word practice. And it's just because it shifted for me recently from, 
a practice being like a thing that you do to like a practice being like a thing that you do because you're getting better at something. Um, so it's for me now, it's a verb form of practice as opposed to a noun of having a practice. Um, and it was such a big shift for me, so small, but so big to help me understand that we're really practicing. We're practicing. So I am practicing my meditation for 365 days this year, every single day I drop into meditation. That is my intention for the year. That is, I'm devoting that time to developing my, my meditation practice. And so that I can, that's, that's what I'm giving my intention and my focus to for this year. And I can already tell a difference from day one of my meditation journey, which was sometime last summer when I downloaded the Headspace app and I would do Headspace at my desk at work. And from day one and until now, I can see a big difference. Like now I can legit go into a deep meditative state for 30 minutes before it was a struggle to get three minutes in without wanting to jump out of my skin because I could not sit still and I couldn't shut off my brain long enough to listen and receive guidance from the universe. So once you get that guidance, it's up to you at that point to trust and let it guide you and take the action. So taking the aligned action means being able to be still being able to listen, and then you trust that the downloads that you get, that what you hear, your intuition, the things that you feel are what you are supposed to be doing. You trust that. You trust that and you have faith in that. And then you move forward in that. So I hope that this kind of helped with thinking about anxiety in a different way. Yes, you know, Anxiety is real. We have to acknowledge that. However, we also have to acknowledge the things that are creating our anxiety. So what's creating our anxiety is not necessarily us being, you know, worried about work. It's 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 deeper than that. It's deeper. It's about um, you know, it's about us not being, it's about us wanting to control. It's about us judging ourselves and comparing ourselves. It's about us not being clear and not taking a line action and not being able to trust our intuition. So it's not just about the physical surface things that we see, but it's like a deeper, let's take a deeper inventory of what is happening with our anxiety. What is causing our anxiety that goes beyond the physical things that we think that are causing our anxiety and where it's actually coming from. So I hope that this, that you were able to take something away from this and that you can kind of understand how we're dropping into that anxiety. Because if we don't understand that and we don't know how to move through that, then we're not going to be able to get to a place where we're experiencing unrelenting joy which is what this series is about and which is what we are trying to achieve. So um, I hope this helped. Like I said, this series is a five-part series uh, about creating more joy in your life. I hope to see you guys in the next episode and thank you so much for listening. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to the How to Experience More Joy in Your Life series on the Happiest Fuck podcast. If you don't already, please follow me over at Angie M. Jordan on Instagram. I would love to hear your thoughts on this series. See you in the next episode.